podcast. Time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in hour number two of the program here on Wednesday morning. And just a reminder, too, that any of the uh, candidates that want to call in, whether you were elected, whether you were defeated, if you want to call in and share any messages with the audience, uh, you're more than welcome to do so. If you don't already have the VIP line, then uh, shoot me a text or a Facebook message or an email. You you should all have my number probably, but if not, uh, you can reach out to me that way. And uh, just let me know that it's you that's calling the VIP line so that I know who it is when I go to it. Too many people have that number. Too many people use it when it's kind of reserved for interviews. But including an interesting call yesterday that Chris McCarthy got on that. But we can get into that a little bit later. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hey, Reverend. How's it going? Well, I've been suffering with a sore throat for quite a few days. I was, was going to say, you sounded like you were under the weather yesterday. Yeah, it was horrible. But uh, once again, this is not a good day for New Bedford. That's why I'm not saying good morning, because it's not a good morning. I'm still outraged by the high number of non-voters in the city of New Bedford. You're born here, you live here, and you can't go and vote. I personally know so many people that don't vote, and when I asked them, why don't you vote? And, you know, most of them gave me the same stupid answer. What's the use? How stupid is that? If all the ones that don't vote get together and go vote, that could make a difference, a big use. Mm-hmm. It would be good use. Right? They should be kicked out of New Bedford, period. Go down to the border and go right through it and go to another country. That's what you can do. You live in New Bedford. And you don't want to have a say. No, that, that'd be illegal immigration, on. wouldn't it? Uh, you want to take it to that extreme? But you know what I mean. But I'm just taking, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm just as an example to what you're saying, I'm taking a look at the uh, the counselor at large race, and we're talking about Devin Burns being um, about, mm, I can't really do the math in my head, a little less, uh, about a th- 1,200 votes away from having made it onto the council. So I'm just using him because, you know, uh, obviously Scott Lima was, an, was an, uh, a name that people already knew. So here you have Devin Burns being 1,200 votes away, and if 1,200 people said, ah, it's not going to make a difference, but those 1,200 people have gone and voted, it would have made a difference. Well, there's too many people there that have been there too long. I'm sorry, but John Mitchell should have just walked out of there. Are you kidding me? And Linda Morad, really, really, don't get me going about her. I'm sorry, but the people that live in New Bedford that don't vote, they really need to just move away. Because uh, most of them that I know are mostly women. There were quite a few men that I know that don't vote. Most of them are women that I know personally. And they forget history when women could not vote at all. We didn't have the right to vote. Now all we have to do is walk in there, cast our vote, and that says what we feel about our city. And they don't want to bother. 
unless if they were going to go there and they were going to hand out free stuff, then then those morons might have showed up to vote. It's what's in it for me. Well, do you if think? So, do you, well, I'm going to ask you. Do you think that there's um, there's also a matter of maybe they don't follow it closely enough and they don't feel like they're informed enough to go to vote, so that kind well, of gives them a little bit of a. Too. That's shameful too. You don't want to know what's going on in your city and the reasons why it's going the way that it's going. You're just going to sit back, and go about your daily activities, and not wonder about anything. I think a lot of people do, unfortunately. Well, and this thing about the abortion stuff. Come on, with all the prevention that there is in today's day and age, there's not enough uh, centering on that. Talk about the prevention. If you're going to go and kill a baby, to me it's murder. I don't care what anybody else thinks. To me, you're killing stuff. You started a life, and then you're snuffing it out. So if you're going to have an abortion, if you go back a second time or a third time, you ought to go to jail. That's repeated murder. Repeated. And anybody that doesn't like that I say it's murder, call and talk to me. Ask for me. And headbutt with me. You're killing a baby that you started because you're too lazy to take care of yourself the right way. There's so much prevention. How could they just kill babies like that? They're no better than those people that are slicing babies' heads off. It's the same thing. Uh, there's a lot more that goes into it than just that. I know that, but you know where I'm coming from. You know my point. I get your point. I don't, I don't agree get, with it, but I get it. You don't think it's murder then? I do not. What? Well, why am I even surprised by that? I'm, I'm not surprised by that. You don't think having a bushing is killing your life that you started? Nope. You started it by doing what you did. They haven't been born yet. Does it? They're born in a woman's womb. They're in life it. starts at you birth to me. It in there. Mr. Weisberg, you began the life by doing what you did. There's prevention for men also. You don't think you don't agree with that? You know, you, you make it sound like anybody that ever gets an abortion is somebody that's just cavalier about sex and just decided they were just going to, no, you know, I don't care. Whatever the consequences are, I can just get an abortion. That's fine. Well, a lot, a lot of people do think like that. There are some, but that's that's not that's not all cases of others? abortion. Who are the others? I can understand if it's going to cause the woman her life. There's medical reasons. Sometimes, sometimes that. the child is not going to be a, hel a healthy birth, and there's going to be problems Does with it the child. Matter? Sometimes some babies were thought to be that way, and yet they turned out. Yeah, they were a little damaged, but they still survived. Who's going to make that judgment call? You, the parents. Yeah, but there's a lot of babies that their would parents chose to let them live, and they have a, a nice life. Yeah, choice. You're making a their choice, call. not yours. It's not your decision what somebody else does with their fetus. It's but their decision. What I'm talking about. I was talking about getting an abortion and going back multiple times, Mr. Weidberg. No, what that's you want to do is you want to tell people what they can do with their own bodies, and it's not your business. Listen, you have a right to your comment, too. But I'm sorry, that's the way I feel. To go back over and over and over. There should be a law that you can't keep going back like that. So now murder is easy for you. It's nothing. That's what it is. It's nothing. To a woman that goes there and does that over and over and over. And if you don't want any children, Mr. Weisberg, go get yourself fixed. Just like a woman can get fixed. Men can also do that. All right. You got it, you got it all out of your system now? Yeah, I think so. All right. I hope that you feel better. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Now try not to try not to talk because I don't want you to lose your voice and not be able to call oh, in tomorrow. I'm talk if I have to. You won't silence me. <laughs> you right. know it. Have a good day. You as well. All right. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. If uh, if you want to call in and chime in, uh, I think that you know what what Mary was saying is right though that you know people it is on you 
to 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 become engaged and to to know about the things that because I you know listen I go back and forth on it myself. Would I rather have thirteen percent of informed voters show up, or would, would I rather have you know twenty six percent and have thirteen percent of those people not have any idea what they're filling out the ballot for? Uh, you know you've you've got to look at that and say, hmm. There might be some people that you say, well, if you don't know what you're voting for, maybe it's better that you don't vote. I don't agree with that. I think everybody should. But I also think that you should, as Mary was saying, I agree with her on this, you should take the time to learn and invest yourself. You don't need to be totally in-depth in, in everything. You don't need to know about every local issue. You don't need to know about everything that's happened over the last you know, 10 years. You just have to be able to have a rough idea of what the candidates stand for and how that aligns with what it is that, that you want to see happen in your city going forward. And that doesn't take that much effort to get to that point. You know, the, the New Bedford Light did candidate profiles. Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow, before he stepped away, they were interviewing all the candidates. So there's podcasts of all the candidates appearing here. There's So you've got the written version. You've got the audio version. You've got videos of uh, the candidate forums on New Bedford Cable Access. The information is easily at your fingertips, and it's not, it's not hard to digest. So it's not, believe me, in the, in the hour appearances that the candidates had on South Coast Now, they did not get too in-depth on anything because you couldn't. There was too much to cover in, in a small amount of time. So you get a very surface-level idea of what they're about, and, and sometimes that surface level is just enough to get you the information that you need. Now, it, it gets a little intricate when you say to yourself, well, I see a lot of similarities between this candidate and that candidate. What are the differences? Why does it matter? And then maybe you've got to learn a little bit about their background and their history. But you can talk with friends and neighbors and family members and other people that you know that are already up to date on that. You can call in and ask us. If you called in and said to me, gee, Tim, I'm looking at this list of candidates and I'm just going to pick, I'm going to pick somebody who had, you know, no opponent, uh, Sean Oliver. You know, why doesn't anybody want to run against Sean Oliver? And I would tell you, well, he's new to the council. He just came in earlier this year. And I think he's someone who people are giving a chance. But so, you know, nobody wanted to, nobody saw any reason to have to get him out of there after a few months. So they said, let's give him another term and see what happens. You know, like things like that, you know, very simple breakdown of why the simple the situation might be what it is. That's it. That alone will give you enough information to walk into the voting booth and make an informed decision. So hopefully, this is a bit of a slap in the face to those people that do care, those people that do make the effort. And I hate to put it on you because you're doing what you're supposed to do. You're doing what your civic duty is. So I don't want to put this all on you, but I think it's up to you to step up now. I think it's up to you to to be the ones to get other people motivated to vote. Or if you can't get them motivated to vote, at least get them motivated to, to listen to this station or to read our articles or to read New Bedford Light or to read the Standard Times even. Like, get them motivated to at least pay attention so that when the next election comes around, they can feel empowered enough to want to get out there and, and, and vote. That's the only way it's going to work at this point. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. 
Good morning. How you doing? Oh, uh, we're doing all right. I would like to know. Uh, I was listening to your news at the top of the hour, and uh, I'd like to know who's going to be the city council for Ward Five because their aerial is doing uh, the results. I didn't hear who who the winner is for Ward Five, and uh, what about uh, the school committee? Well, the school uh, she over she overglossed uh, that. Well, the school committee were uncontested. Nobody, nobody was. Everybody was running for re-election. Nobody was running against them. So everybody that was running uh, got back on the school committee. Bruce Oliveira, Jack Livermento, Chris Carter. They all. Oh, Ward five. And in Ward five, Joe Lopes beat Zach Boyer. Oh, Joe Lopes. Yep. All right, Jim. Thank you. All right. You have a good day. And uh, you know that's 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 another thing. You know, like that when you had three school committee seats, one assessor seat on the ballot, and. Four council, four ward council races, all unopposed. So, if there had been other candidates in those races, how much would that have bumped up the? How much would that have bumped up the voter turnout? When you think about it, it was two wards that traditionally come out and vote, Ward 5 and Ward 1. So those folks were going to come out and vote anyway. They traditionally do vote. So there was no reason in the places where voter participation might be a little bit lower for them to want to come out and take part. I know I know, Ward 6 is also big on coming out and voting too, but I think you've... You've got to look at that as part of why the turnout is what it was, too. More people running, more challenges. And the thing is, though, you're asking somebody to sacrifice a lot for a job that not everybody is built for. So that's why I think you have a hard time finding people that want... I mean, I, I it's... It's interesting to me that you seem to have a slew of people every year that want to run for the for every election that want to run for that at large seat, but that you have people who probably live in some of these other wards that don't want to challenge their ward counselor. I think it speaks to the work that the ward counselors are doing for sure, but it also shows that there's, you know, is is. Is there a, a flaw in the system? And I don't mean a flaw per se, but if it was a different system, if it was just a straight city council, like a Fall River situation, would that inspire more people to run all the time and to get more people out there to vote? Is the ward system antiquated since we're going to be looking at the charter? Maybe. It's a question worth asking. 508-996-0500. We're going to take a break and be back in a few moments. All right. When the phone lines light up like they did during that break, I always think it's one of two things. Either we went off the air or I said something really, really stupid right before we went to the break. It could be either one of those two things, uh, but I think we're on the air. So uh, it's probably the latter. We will try to get as many of these calls in before the news. If we can't, we will take them after the news. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. Gilly Saffield. Good morning, Gilly. You know, you mentioned the school department. I'm glad you guys mentioned that. Because, you know, you got three capable people that ran. You know, Mr. Livermento, Mr. Carter, and uh, 
Mr. Oliveira. Mm -hmm. Capable people. But, you know, you know, I got a little beef with the city council, but you know them three people that ran don't get paid? You know what I mean? The school committee? The The school committee, you mean? Yeah, the school committee does not get paid. Mm -hmm. They've never got paid. Now, the thing is, Linda Morad gave a $50,000 thing to a dog catcher and all that. He wanted to give him a, set them out with a bang. Why didn't she make a motion to give the school committee? Because they do the same thing in city council. They have committee meetings and everything. They waste it. They go to all the children's events on their own dime. Shouldn't they be getting some kind of a stipend for that? I mean, I can get behind that idea. You know what I mean? That's Well, I went to the school committee and I brought that up. So you, everybody says, well, we'll never get anybody to run. I'm going to tell you a little story. They did go in front of the city council a couple of few years ago. Okay. And Cindy Barbozo was there. Dave, Dave Valves was there on the school, uh, on the school committee. I mean, Dave Valves was a city councilor. He, and Ronnie Walsh, which is no relationship to the Walsh family in New Bedford. Dave Valves asked him when he was at the podium, why do you guys want to get paid now? You know what he said? Oh, before we were able to get people jobs. Hmm. Okay. Which is a stupid statement. But the thing is, they deserve to get paid. So why isn't the city council go behind there and say, let's pay them and send them with the bank so we can get more qualified. I mean, I'm saying that they are qualified, those three. Right, right. But you're you're saying it might attract more people to want to come out and and serve. Not only that. And Tim, I'm going to say something here that uh, you might get a little upset. You can shut me off if you like. But you know, I've always complained about Linda Moran, not taking questions, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Chris had a run, and Chris states that he's a hard He took one call in an hour, only one call, and it was Carlos Felix that called it, and he shot her, him up. Every other counselor that went on a program to talk, they got they got a whole bunch of questions. They took a whole bunch of questions. I don't know. I wasn't listening. Maybe there wasn't anybody calling. Are you kidding me? I don't know. I don't know. I got. I, I do have to hold you there, Gilly, just because we got to go to the news. They should, like I said, they should pay the city, the school committee. All right. Thank you for the call. And and I will I will agree with that. Not because, you know, nobody's running for these offices because they, they want to get a paycheck out of it. Nobody's like, you know what? I need a second job. I think I'll become a city councilor. I think it's, you know, because they don't want to lose money by serving. They don't want to lose the opportunity to have, you know, hours they might have to cough up at their day job uh, or a second job that they might be working already. So I think that it would be a fair thing. Uh, to discuss. It might cause a little bit of an issue for Chris Cotter. I don't know everybody else's occupation off the top of my head on the school committee, but I'm just thinking of what happened with Henry Bousquet uh, when he was a city councilor and also working for uh, Vogue Tech. That, that caused a bit of an issue. So that's something that might have to be addressed. But otherwise, I, I think it's a good idea. All right. Well, I've uh, made Ariel wait too long. So it's time to go now into the newsroom with Ariel Dorsey. Voters in Ohio on Tuesday came out in favor of enshrining abortion protections in the state's constitution, guaranteeing a woman's right to the procedure up until fetal viability. Elsewhere, Democratic Governor Andy Beshear won re-election in Kentucky and Republican Governor Tate Reeves won another term in Mississippi. 
Former President Donald Trump's daughter, Ivanka, is expected to testify today in New York's civil fraud suit against the family's business. She'll follow her brothers, Donald Jr. and Eric, who testified last week, and the former president who testified on Monday. The House has voted to censure Michigan Democrat Rashida Tlaib over her criticism of Israel following Hamas's deadly attack on the U.S. ally. The reprimand passed in a 234 to 188 vote. The suspect in the murder of rapper Tupac Shakur will stand trial next year. The court date for Dwayne Davis was set on Tuesday. He'll face trial in June for the 1996 drive-by shooting in Las Vegas. Davis has pleaded not guilty. Winter storms in Colorado and the Northeast are forecast to blow in tonight into early Thursday. The Denver area could see three to six inches of snow. Forecasters say up to a foot could fall along the front range. A weather system bringing a wintry mix is due in upstate New York and northern New England starting later today. Memorabilia from the Titanic will be on the auction block this week. A menu from the Titanic's first-class restaurant and a pocket watch that was owned by a Russian immigrant are going on sale at an auction house in the United Kingdom on Saturday. And Nike is suing two of its competitors over patent infringement. Brian Shook reports. The company filed lawsuits on Monday, one in Massachusetts against New Balance and another in California against Skechers. The lawsuits center around the Flynet technology, a fiber which Nike says it created for its shoes and owns through patents. The company wants New Balance and Skechers to be prevented from selling shoes with the Flynet material. I'm Brian Shook. In sports, after suffering their first loss of the season on Monday, the Celtics will close out their three-game road trip when they visit the Philadelphia 76ers tonight at Wells Fargo Center. Tonight's battle is the first of four meetings between the Celtics and Sixers during the regular season. The Patriots announced Tuesday that they have re-signed wide receiver TJ Luther to the practice squad. Luther was originally signed to the practice squad on September 1st and released on October 18th. The 23-year-old was originally signed by the New York Jets as a rookie free agent in May out of Gardner-Webb. New England remains last in the AFC East and will take on the Indianapolis Colts Sunday morning in Frankfurt, Germany. And the Bruins are home before hitting the road once again when they play host to the New York Islanders tomorrow night at T. Garden. Now let's take a look at your local forecast with ABC6. Strong cold front has pushed through the region. Clear skies this morning. Temperatures going from the mid-40s to the upper 30s. Blustery conditions throughout the day, mostly sunny. A little bit of cloud cover will be developing this afternoon. It will feel like in the upper 30s this afternoon. Overnight, clouds increase. Slight chance for rain after midnight and then tomorrow once again. During the day and into the afternoon, mostly temperatures in the mid-40s. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast from the ABC6 Weather Center. I'm meteorologist Ceci del Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. I'm Ariel Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. Welcome back in 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hello, you're on the air. Once, twice. Okay, I'll have to call back. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. 
What's shaking, Playboy? Hey, Lamone. Hey. I only I only got a couple minutes this morning because we got a lot of local calls coming I, I, in. I, I, I overheard that. Okay. Um. So the guy that uh, you you heard about talking about Tupac, right? Mm-hmm. The guy the guy who who uh, who's arrested. He was trying to sell the gun that was used uh, to kill Tupac. He, he was trying to get five million dollars. The guy offered him one point five million. He couldn't prove that that's the gun. But that's how the ATF missed. Yeah, you, I was gonna say, you know who can prove it? <laughs> the authorities. Yeah. Yes, CSI. So yeah, but uh, so he, I was going to tell you something about this. Okay, back back in the uh, the late nineties and the two thousands, uh, there was uh, they had a, they had people people magazine had the sexiest uh, fifty sixtieth people in Hollywood, and guess who was fifty three. Uh, I don't know. All I know is I came in fifty first that year. Me, me for three years straight, and then, then in the two thousand four, I was fifty one. It's all because of the, those damn friends cast crew members. <laughs> there was there's so many of them. There's like five. I know I'm better looking than Joey. You couldn't at least have, than, just one of them couldn't have taken the year off. They, they had to get all exactly. five in every year. And of course, the last year that the show's on, that's the last time I made it to fifty one. Or six, like, six of them. Like the Heinz 51, 51 flavors, you know, you know, well, whatever the fifty. Yeah, that was terrible. And so they, people could complain about, oh, we lose, ooh, we nanny nanny boo 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 hoo, whatever. Like I said, but that it's not as bad as other people. Look at the Texas Rangers, sixty three years, took them to finally get to get to win a championship. Well, somebody's doing something, and they should have won back when they had Nolan Ryan. That. Now, they had a pretty good team back then. Too. Oh, they had A-Rod, too, for a time. Yeah, they did. That's, they, uh, but then, uh, that was after Nolan. That was after. after yeah, Nolan. after Nolan Ryan, yeah. But still, you would have thought that they would have been contenders instead of, you know, in the AL basement all the time. I was talking to Roger Starbuck a, a few years back, and he said that he could have played another four or five years season, but, but he, he decided to retire. Because remember, he, was a, he did taxi duty for those first four years. He was a he was a, a, a navy a navy midshipman, and so he he went to over in Vietnam. So that's four years spent that that time there that he could have been playing in the league. He said he, he regretted after, a couple of years after he had got retired. He regretted because he said we could have took the Forty Niners. Remember that was the first year that Danny White played and the catch. Oh, I cried like a little girl, like somebody stole my, stole my Justin Bieber body pillow. I was crying like a little girl when he caught that catch in back in the back of the end zone, and so like a few years back in the early 2000s, I was talking to, to the people at ESPN and stuff like that. I said, "Won't you guys change the change the commercial? Won't you say like uh, he drops the ball in the back of the end zone?" And that's where uh, Michael Jack Michael Jordan missed the shot. The shot that was that's when they did that all those those commercials that because of my influence, of course. All right, Lamont, I'm going to hold um, you. I got some I, other calls coming in. We're gonna just hold okay, you there. So I, what, I hope everybody has a good. I hope everybody's happy with their picks as they voted, and I hope there won't be anybody to complain about them, uh, because you know it's going to be a hard few years coming up. So just hold on and say your prayers. Absolutely. Take your vitamins, little fellers. Hold the manuals, run a wild, brother. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Talk to you later. <laughs> Have a good day. All right, that is Lamone in Las Vegas. All right, let's go uh, to this line here, 508-996-0500. You're next on WBSM. Yeah, so I was just calling about the, uh, the sort of the, the states in uh, Virginia and Ohio, the election results, because obviously they made a huge deal over 
the abortion issue, which is which is fine, right? Um, I think you had some callers earlier talking about single issues do take people to the polls. This is one of them. Mm-hmm. For starters, um, abortion should always be a state's right, right? I don't think it should be a federal law, and, and I don't think federal money should be used to it. The states want to do it, just like the gun laws, right? When you get a license to carry, there's no federal law. It's state by state. And I think this is very similar. It's one of those situations where it is and if i'm i happen to be pro-life if you want to have the opportunity to have an abortion i think you know you should you should i don't it's not my decision to make i just i'd like a better definition right when is it first trimester second third can the child already be born and then and then they can be aborted i i don't know right and i i'd love to have that that conversation first don't doesn't that you know sort of putting the cart before the horse what what is actual abortion what should we be considering what should the states pay for? You know, um, I think it's all unethical, but, it, you know, again, it is a woman's right to choose. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. No, I agree. It is. It is a woman's right to choose. Uh, and I don't I don't think that you could have an abortion after birth. That that would be murder. Right. But they still don't. And some of the pic- no one wants to show the pictures are pretty graphic when, a, you know, when they go into third trimester. These are, you know, babies that could actually live, but they're still, you know, aborted. But, you know, what I do find interesting about the whole abortion issue, and again, it, it, is, it is what it is. I think it's a state's right issue, and that's where, where these states are voting. But it's really hard to find statistics. I found one from 2008, a public health report. And 12 out of 1,000 abortions, this is 2008 data, it's probably the same, just maybe extrapolated to a little higher. 12 out of 1,000 were from uh, white females, 29 out of 1,000 were Hispanic, and 40 out of 1,000 were black. So it, disproportionately, abortions happen, you know, with the minority groups. So, you know, we, we hear about all kinds of issues where, oh, there's racism and racism. It's absolutely been, you know, is, is the numbers show out that disproportionate in abortion happens to be in, you know, the Hispanic and black community. And I don't see anybody saying, oh, my gosh, abortion is racist. Um, I mean, again, but the numbers are clearly weighed on the other side. And again, isn't, you know, we talk about racism all the time, but that doesn't see them up to be a problem. Well, because I think I think people, you know, not to not to make a pun here, but I don't think people are looking at that issue in in black and white terms because they understand the circumstances that the minority community live amongst uh, to to be Mm -hmm. put into that position. Yeah, but we interject race into everything, and but but this is one that is conveniently we, we you know we don't want to talk. Well, about you're, you're saying you're saying that because you you're saying what you're saying here is that they interject race when it when it shouldn't be. That you think that they're just using that as playing a race card. Well, so I'm just saying, where are the minority groups saying disproportionately? Why are there significantly more abortions in in you know one racial group versus another? Um, that's all I'm saying. And, and, but, but that's okay to have them disproportionately there. But if, you know, certain races don't get certain high-paying jobs, that's racism, right? We have to have affirmative action. We have to have certain things done so that certain races, because they're, they're, they're disproportionately disadvantaged. But when it comes to this issue, which everybody goes to the poll, people vote, houses and, and, and senates get, get changed over for this issue, and I just find that it's funny how there's no talk of racism when it comes to this particular issue, which 
changes government. Not, 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 this isn't a small thing. This is a huge thing because people go to the polls and they will vote for this issue. They may not go to the polls and vote for anybody, not the economy, not anything else. But, boy, on abortion, they will. And it's just. Oh, I think I lost you there. Just look about it. All right. I, yeah, I, um, I'm yeah, I think you're cutting out a little bit there. But we, we, we got your call in. Thank you for the call. And uh, we are going to take a break here. Uh, we'll be back in just a few moments. 508-996-0500. Welcome back in. Joining us now on the line, we have City Councilor at Large Ian Abreu, who was the top vote getter once again in yesterday's election. Now the third straight election in which he was atop the results list. Good morning, Councilor. How are you? Hi, Tim. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Well, thanks for, for calling in. I know that you probably had a late night last night and a busy day yesterday. But, uh, you know, just further proof that the, the residents of New Bedford are um, happy and, and satisfied with the work that you've been doing for them. Well, I really appreciate, uh, again, you having me on. And I am, uh, last night, as I said, uh, I was at a loss for words for the turnout and the level of uh, response and support that we received Um I guess it does just go to show that, thankfully, the residents of this great city are uh, grateful um, and appreciative of the level of service I try to deliver each and every day to the residents of the city. So, um, uh, you know, here's to the next two years. We have a full plate uh, at the dinner table right now. There's a lot on uh, the agenda of the city, and um, we needed a steady hand at the wheel, as I said, uh, throughout this campaign. We need to make sure that that steady hand needed to be reelected to oversee and work with the mayor and other councilors to oversee the, the rebuild of the city coming out of the COVID-19 pandemic. There's a lot of work that has to be done, and it's a mission that I'm committed to. And I think what you saw, you know, with the people who did come out and vote, again, 13% turnout. So, you know, you'd like to see that number come up a little bit higher. But what you saw were people that, you know, were, were motivated to in some cases, want to vote for change, but also to recognize those who have been doing the job, you know, the way that they want to see it done. Absolutely. And again, um, people, uh, you know, we've heard a lot of dialogue about term limits or, um, you know, after a certain amount of time, folks may be getting capped out and then maybe they can sit out a term and then run again. And that's all great discourse for public policy. But I always held the position, me personally, that, the residents are happy with the body of work that you've done. They'll keep you around. If they're not, if you're not doing right by them, they'll send you home. And uh, I can't believe uh, now this would be the fifth term uh, that uh, I would have been reelected to. Um, uh, you know, I feel like I'm still, I, I still consider myself sort of a, a newer counselor um, because I, I haven't been there for a, that, you know, uh, crazy of, a, of amount of time. But uh uh, uh, regardless of that, um, I still, as I said, when I was on with Chris a few weeks ago, I still feel I'm in this um, sweet spot of old enough and experienced enough to know because I know the procedures, I know the players, I know how to get things done, but I'm also young enough to do because I still have the motivation, the gumption to get the job done and to work with folks to help better serve the city that I love. Well, we're going to start referring to you as veteran city councilor just to make you feel a little bit older. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. You know, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, no, thanks again. And I, I, I do want to praise um, your station and uh, a lot of uh, local media outlets for helping to get the word out. 
We more than doubled the preliminary uh, as far as the turnout goes. Again, 13% is still not where we want to be, but 13% is certainly something to build off of from 6%. So we can look at it uh, in that regard. And to all the folks who did run for office, um, I came up a little bit short um, in the at-large field uh, you know, last night. My message to them is if this is something that you're really committed to, if you're really uh, interested in serving the city, come back in two more years, run again. Uh, it took me a couple of times to get on. So, um, you know, persistence does pay off. So, um, and stay involved over the next two years. So often we see folks who run for office for the first time or even a second time, and they love New Bedford only every other 18 months, and you don't hear from them again. Stay active in the city, stay active in the community. Uh, go on to a board of commission um, and just hang around, uh, be visible, and uh, be part of the process. All right. Well, congratulations, Counselor, to you and to everyone who was victorious yesterday. And uh, I look forward to talking with you more in the future. Thank you, Tim. And we can only hope. And we'll talk again soon. All right. Take care. That is uh, City Counselor at Large reelected again. Uh, Ian Aber, once again, the top vote getter in the city. I've got to take my final break of the hour. Caller, stay tuned. If we can squeeze you in before the end of the hour, we will. Uh, if not, in the next hour, we're going to have some special guests with us. So we'll take more calls after that. And welcome back in. We'll try and squeeze in this call very quickly. You're next on WBSM. Uh, Lady Margaret Fing Margaret Hig Higgins Finger, who started uh, uh, Planned Parenthood, she started it so she could help uh, assist with how they were doing the um, the Tuskegee area down there, the test they were doing down there. She knew about it back way back in the 40s when they were doing it. And so that's what she did that. So they were trying to to help help keep the uh, the, uh, the, the urban areas without without all the, or the extra black children running around or whatever the lower in, in, lower economic children or people in those areas. That's what they did that for. She did that, and, and they were even sterilizing a lot of the, the mothers that came in there to get, oh, get abortions, things like that. All right. Well, thank you, Lamone. I got to hold you there just because we're up.